you want to read this story before you go to bed tonight. 2 Kings 6. Elisha and the servant were in the house. The enemy didn't like what Elisha was able to do, the, 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 the words he was able to speak, the miracles he was able to perform. He spoke God's word to a nation, and they weren't happy about it. And so one night they came and they surrounded the house. And the Bible says that the servant said to Elisha, he was fearful. And he said, he said, he ran to Elisha. He said, we're surrounded. We, there's no way out. We're, we're surrounded by the enemy. It doesn't look good for us. But Elisha said back to the servant, oh, son, if you would just look unto the hills, if you would lift your eyes and look unto the hills from whence cometh your help, your help cometh from the Lord and I'm glad to know that when I am fighting when I am battling when I am struggling with addiction or fear or anxiety that I can look beyond I can look above that and if I can get my eyes on him amen there was a group full of uh, ministers one time uh, fishing on a boat, and, and, and the ray, waves were rocking back and forth. Do y'all have a second? Y'all have anywhere to go tonight? Y'all leaving camp tonight? No? Okay, me either. I, they, were, they were fishing, and, and, and the waves got to, got to going, and they were bad, and everybody got sick. And so they all went to the bottom of the boat and, and, and stopped fishing. And, uh, and that... The, the captain of that boat went to the bottom where all of those sick preachers were. He said, listen, he said, I know all of you are preachers, but I'm going to preach to you for a minute. He said, you don't quit fishing but when you're sick. He said, you need to get back up there and you need to stop looking at the waves and you need to look at the sky and keep on fishing. Every one of those men, they went back up there. They started fishing again. They lifted their eyes in the sickness. When I've come to tell you, if you could just lift your head, lift your eyes. Come on, it's not finished. It's not final. If you would just look up, God is able to do what seems impossible. On your way back to your seats, let's sing that together. It may look like, come on, let's sing it. It may look like I'm, yeah. Remain standing. your hands to the Lord. Amen. Campers, remain standing with me. I believe that God is, has something very special to do tonight for us. I'm going to be reading from John 14 and 16. Wasn't this praise team awesome tonight? This band, amazing. So grateful for them. And uh, what, a, what a tremendous word that we heard this morning from Sister Kendra Shock. Amen. I'm so grateful. 
Amen. I, um, you know, I, I met a Zion earlier this week, and uh, I don't know if your name is, this is totally random, but I don't know if, if there's any other Zions in the room. I, I don't want you to wave at me, but if, but if you're a guy and your name is Zion, uh, will you throw Psalms chapter 50 and verse 2 up on the screen? I'm going to help you later in your life, not right now because you're, because you're, you know, too young and your parents say you're too young and you're too young. Uh, but later in life when, 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 when girls are a thing, th- this is what you need to do. You need to just go up to them and read them this scripture. <laughs> hey, you just go up to her with your Bible. Listen, hang on, I'm, I'm helping. I'm ministering to you right now, if you didn't know it. You just go up to her with your bio and be like, hey, what's your name? Doesn't matter. My name's Zion. Here's what I want to tell you. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Just make that motion right there. Just say, hi, I'm Zion. What's your name? You're welcome. You're welcome. Some of the parents are like, what is he doing? (laughs) Oh, man. Are you ready for the word of God tonight? Are you ready? I got to be honest. I got to confess something to y'all right now. (laughs) This morning was the first time in my whole life that I have ever heard the phrase, woo pig suey. I'm telling the God's honest truth. Woo pig suey. Is that a thing here? Is Is that a thing? What does it sound like? Some of y'all are trying to do, are doing it right now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, just to test the room, just see if anybody would know this. O-H. Hey, hey, hey. It's what we do in Ohio. You probably never heard that before. Like, I've never heard woo pig suey. Feel an opposing spirit in the house. And we're like, just don't talk about Ohio State to me. <laughs> Amen. Yes. John 14 and 16. If you're ready for the word of God tonight, say, I'm ready. Turn to your neighbor say, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you really, really, really ready? Do you mean it? All right, I think you're ready. Woo pig suey. (laughs) Verse 16, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Everybody say another comforter. That doesn't mean another blanket. That he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. And that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Read verse 26 with me. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Is anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost tonight? Now watch verse 28. I'm going to mess with some of y'all tonight. Just for a second, and then I'll come back. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. He said this to his disciples, y'all. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father. Watch this next statement. For my Father is greater than I. Say that with me. My Father is greater than I. I'm going to preach to you on this subject. A gift greater than Jesus. I was expecting that response. That went over like a screen door in a submarine. A gift greater than Jesus. Are you going to preach with me tonight? I'm going to get there fast. Hang on, hang on. I know some of y'all are nervous and squirming right now. I believe truth. I believe God. Don't get nervous. It's going to be, uh, turn to your neighbor, say it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. I promise. It's going to be okay. Lord, we thank you tonight for your word. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharp. God, it's amazing. It's alive. Lord, and we pray that your word would speak tonight. Speak to me. I wonder if a camper would pray that tonight. Speak to me tonight, oh Lord. Speak to me, oh God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord before you seated? I'm going to get to it fast. When Jesus came to this earth, he came appearing as any other baby. If you based who he was off of where he was born, as far as in the city and also in the location, the, the manger, you would not think much of him. If you looked at his parents, who, who they were, you, you would not get the story, you would not be able to see his situation and, and point your finger to that and say, that is the way the Christ will come. He came with the appearance of just every other child. But even though the packaging didn't look like anything special, he was the greatest gift that man had ever received. Jesus was not just a man. 
He was much more than a man. He was much more than the carpenter he would later grow up to become. He was more than just what some of them in that day believed him to be. He was more than just a great teacher. But Matthew 1 tells us that he was Emmanuel being interpreted God with us. He was God manifested in the flesh. Can I start tonight and tell every young person, every camper in this building tonight, you need to know and understand that there is only one God. You need to know that. You need to know that there is only one God and his name is Jesus. Why do I need to know it? Because if you don't know that Jesus is God, you might be tempted to worship something else. The Bible tells us that, that God will send false Christs and false prophets who perform miracles. And Scripture says in Matthew 14 that they will deceive the very elect. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be deceived by miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to know that I know that I know that there's only one God and his name is Jesus. Can I preach some foundational things tonight? Is this okay? Why? Why will God send these people and allow them to be deceived? Scripture tells us in the book of Thessalonians that he will send them because they received not a love for the truth. They will be deceived into believing a lie because they, they did not receive not knowledge of the truth, but a love for the truth. Somewhere this has to become more than just a knowledge of truth. But before this night is over, let there be a prayer that is prayed in every camper that says, God, give me a love for truth. Give me a love for your word. Give me a love for your Come on, we need, you've got to know the book tonight. Come on, we preach this book. It's life. It's hope. It's a lamp unto your feet. It's a light unto your path. It'll lead you to your future. It'll lead you to your spouse. It'll lead you. Come on, if you'll get in this word, it's going to show you. We've got to know the word of God. And that word says that there is only one God. Deuteronomy 6 tells us, I spoke these words over every one of my babies. They're my very first words to them. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. There's only one Lord. Isaiah 43 says, I even I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. 
There's nobody else. There, oh, come on, campers. Is anybody excited to know that you know who Jesus is, that you have the revelation and the understanding that all power in heaven and earth is given unto him? He said in Ephesians 4 that there is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism, there's one God and Father of all who is above all, in all, and through you all. Come on, we've got to know the fact that Jesus is the only God. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, that's worth getting excited over. That's worth shouting about. That's worth rejoicing about. I'm glad I know what the truth is. There's billions of people, let me stop here. There's billions of people that would love to know what you have. There's billions of people that that have devoted their lives to gods that have ears that cannot hear, that have eyes that cannot see, that has arms that cannot reach. They have devoted their entire life to a God that has never heard their prayers. Never. Never heard, never answered. God forbid, young people, that we would grow up in church, that we would grow up in these pews, grow up in this amazing camp and this amazing district, not grateful, ungrateful for the truth that God has laid in our laps. You have what millions of people are looking for. You have what millions of, they want to know what the truth is. They want to know what the truth is. They don't want to lie. They want to know what the truth is. Are you glad you know the truth tonight? Come on, are you glad that you know what the truth? Are you glad that somebody revealed to you or your family member the truth? He did not send another person to do his work. When he came, he came as Emmanuel, God with us. For that's why scripture says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. God was justified by the spirit, seen of angels, preached on unto the Gentiles, and received up into glory. Amen. Philippians tells us that wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, somebody say Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, Jesus was the Father and the Son at the same time. Is this this okay? Just like he was the root and the branch at the same time. Just like he can be the first and the last at the same time. 
just like he can be the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the ending, just like he can be your counselor and your healer and your provider and, 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 and your way maker, just like he can be all things to all men. I'm going to tell you, he didn't send another, but he robed himself in flesh from glory and said they're worth saving, they're worth dying for. And that one God, that one God, somebody shout one God. That one God robed himself in flesh for one reason. For he shall save his people from their sins. In John 14 and verse 16, back to my text quickly. He said, I'll pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus said, I'm going to pray to the Father. I'm going to pray to the Father. Young people, have any of you ever been confused when you read the New Testament about Jesus talking about the Father all the time? Okay, just me. Awesome. Just... Just that guy from Ohio, he's a real idiot. Man, I, at a young age, I read this over and over, and I would see him, I would see Jesus all of the time talk about the Father, the Father. It's the Father that does the works. It's the Father in me. It's the Father. It's, turn to your neighbor and say, it's the Father. It's the Father. It's the Father. I, feel like, I feel like I've lost some of you tonight. I, are you with me? Will you, will, you, will you preach with me tonight for just a moment? Come on, if you will, I want you to clap your hands. I can't help but get passionate about what I'm talking about tonight. But stay with me for just a moment. Philip was also confused about this point. He was, he, Philip was a disciple. He too was confused. So, so Philip makes me feel normal. Amen. Praise God. Philip said, Philip got so I don't, I don't know what happened in Philip, but in John 14, I think it's verse 8, Philip said, Jesus, he said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. It's, if, if you could just show us the Father that you're talking about, it, it will suffice us. I'll be happy. Just show us the Father. Throw, throw, throw a John 14, 8 up there. Maybe it's 9. I can't remember, but... But Philip and the disciples were like, what is he talking about? The Father, the Father, the Father. And Jesus replied back to Philip, and he said, Philip, have I not been so long time with you that you don't know who I am? Let me just read it. In John 14 and 9, it says, uh, Hast thou not known me, Philip? He that, watch, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest then, show us the Father? Jesus said to Philip, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen who the Father is. You've, you've seen the Father. He said, this is, I am the Father. Can I tell you, Jesus is the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. It's all, the Bible says, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It, it's all in Him and we are complete in Him. 
stand up with me, buddy. Now, let's say you're my son. Hey, son. Hello. He's like, what is this? What is happening? It's all right. Say you're my son. And no, no, I didn't mean really say that. And I said, let's say you're my son. And, and, and I go up to somebody. I go up to you and you say, uh, and you say to me, hey, where, where's your son? Will you say that? Where's your son? Can you say a little louder for the people in the back? Where's your son? Where's your son? Well, well, it, it, would, it would not make sense for me to say, what do you mean, where's my son? If you've seen me, you've seen my son. That's not true. That's, that's just weird. You would walk away and be like, that guy from Ohio is super weird. Something not right about him. He's never heard whoopig suey. Something's not right about that guy. I, I just feel it in my heart. <laughs> that would be weird for me to say that. Why? Because we're two different people. We have two different heights. We have different characteristics. We have a th- different hair color. We have probably different eyes and we talk a little bit different. He says woo pig suey all the time. I don't say woo pig suey. We're different people. And so if I would say to you, if you've seen me, if you've seen me, you've seen my son, that wouldn't make sense. But the reason Jesus could say, thank you for your help, the reason Jesus could say, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father, is because he was the Father. He was the Father. And so, and so let me get to verse 28 of, of John. I, I'm coming quickly here. He said, and so he says in John 14, 28, he said, You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice. I'm going to just come down here. He said, now, now, now get this. Get this. Are y'all nervous? I'm not nervous. Y'all, is everybody okay? I feel fine, okay? You feel fine? I feel fine. I'm a little hot, but I feel fine. He said, he said, he said to his disciples, he said, if you loved me, you would be happy that I was leaving. Now, I don't know how, y'all are probably super smart, okay? But somebody like me, a statement like that, if I was a disciple in that room hearing that conversation, I would not be happy. Like, imagine, imagine the man that you left everything for. I mean, I mean, these disciples, they left, they left their businesses, they left their families. Is everybody with me right now? They left their families. They left their promise of of finance and food and shelter. They left their promise of everything to follow Jesus. And Jesus said to them, if you loved me, you would be happy because I'm leaving. Listen, if I'm in that room, I'm not happy because I just left everything. I don't have a job. I don't have any money. I don't have have a place to lay my head half the time. I, I don't know where my next meal's coming from. I don't know any of that. And you mean to tell me that I'm supposed to be happy because you are leaving me? I wouldn't be happy. But here's the statement that he makes, and here's the point of this crazy title that has some of you concerned. 
He says in verse 28, he said, if ye so loved me, ye would rejoice because I said, I go to the Father for my Father is greater than I. We have established that there is, are you ready to preach with me? If you're ready to preach with me, say I'm ready. We have already established that there is only one God. We've, only, we've already established that the Father and the Son are the same thing. It's the same God wrapped up in flesh all in the name of Jesus. So when he said, the Father is greater than I, he was saying to those disciples that if you really loved me, you would be happy that I was leaving because in reality, my spirit is greater than my flesh. You don't get it yet. He said, you would be happy that I was leaving because yes, you have seen me. Yes, you have walked with me. Yes, you have lived with me. But the greatest way man has ever experienced Jesus Christ is when he fills them with his spirit. And so when Jesus said, my father is greater than I, he's saying that my spirit is far greater than what my, oh, my, my, my. In his flesh, he got hungry. But in, in the spirit, he fed thousands. In his flesh, he got thirsty. But in the spirit, he was the living water. Oh, preach with me for a moment now. In his flesh, he was tempted. But in his spirit, he conquered the temp. He conquered the... You ain't hearing me right now. In his flesh, he was just a man. But in his spirit, he was God manifest. Let me tell some of you right now. God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of his spirit. Because ultimately, the purpose of the flesh was to nail it to a cross. I would have loved to have seen him. I've thought many times, if I could just lay my eyes on him. If I could just talk to him face to face. This would be so much easier. I, I pray prayers and sometimes I feel that my prayers don't get through and I don't know if, if, if anything is happening or God is hearing or God is moving. I, I would love Brother, Brother Smith to lay eyes on the one that I have devoted my entire life to, that I have given absolutely everything to follow. I would love to be able to lay my eyes. I really do. I really would. But the Bible says that when doubting Thomas went to him and said, he said, if I don't see him, I won't believe him. Jesus gave a promise to you and I when he said, Thomas, you believe because you have seen because you have seen me, but blessed are they, more blessed are they that believe, although they have not seen, they still believe, although they've never laid eyes on my flesh, they still believe in me.
Ladies and gentlemen, you have experienced when you receive the gift of his spirit, you have received the greatest gift that man will ever receive in this world. Oh, God. Recently, my son, my son Winston, he's six years old, and, and uh, recently my son Winston, two weeks ago, the most amazing thing I've probably ever experienced, my son lifted his hands at an altar, tears flowing down his face, and began to speak in a heavenly language for the very first time as the Spirit gave him the ability to speak. Throw that picture up on the screen. I'm gonna tell you right now, I cannot tell you as a parent what that has done for me. To see my son filled with the Spirit of God is so amazing. But he's got another brother that hasn't received the Holy Ghost. His name's Lawson and he needs the Holy Ghost. So bad. Lawson goes up to Winston after the service and punches him in the stomach. Pow! Winston, Winston, that six-year-old Winston, looks back at Lawson and says, this is after he got the Holy Ghost. He said, oh, Lawson, Lawson. He said, you don't, you don't want to mess with me. He said, I got the Holy Ghost. My man went to kung fu mode right now. And I wish some young people in this room would understand that that's why 1 John says, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Oh, my, 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 my. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are filled with the power of God. Acts 1 says you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Can I tell you, when you've got the Holy Ghost, you're dangerous to the enemy. You're dangerous to your school. You're dangerous to, where, to your family. When you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the power You've got the power to fight and to win. Stand with me all over the building. I believe what is going to happen in this room tonight, every young person that wants the Holy Ghost is going to receive it tonight. That was weak. I believe that every young person that wants the Holy Ghost is going to receive it tonight. Watch, give me one more scripture, music can come. John, remain standing, John 14, 12. He said, verily I say to you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go to my Father. Verse 13, and whatsoever Ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. We don't read the second part of that verse. That 
the Father may be glorified in the Son. In other words, that the Spirit may be glorified in the flesh. Now, when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that we become the sons of God. And because the Scripture says... Because he was able to lay hands on the sick and recover. Now you have the power to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Because he was able to to say, no, not anymore. That's not going to happen because he was able to speak things into existence. Now you have the power to speak things. I'm telling, trying to tell you who you are tonight when you are a Holy Ghost filled believer. You have the power to live above all sin, all temptation, all struggle. That is who you are tonight. You are powerful in God. Here's what I'm going to ask us to do. Let me, let me share one more thing. When you've got power, you have the ability to pray. You have the ability to go to your school and make a difference. I was nervous. I was hesitant. I was, I was wondering if God would move through me at a, at a young age. We started a Bible study, and I'll talk more about it tomorrow night, but Started a Bible study in our high school, and I'll never forget when Sam came to the Bible study. He was shy. He was quiet. He didn't have a lot to say. But we began to sing in that choir room in Zanesville High School. I was nervous, wondering what's going to happen. And all of a sudden, I see Sam's hands lifted in the air, starting to praise God. It was one of my first times teaching a Bible study in the high school. But Sam began to worship God, and all of a sudden tears began to flow down his face. And, and as a young man, I, I went to Sam and began to pray with him. And before that Bible study was over, in that choir room after school on a Tuesday afternoon, Sam was speaking in other tongues filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why is that? Because the power of God, the power that God has put in me, now he's given me the ability to share with others. I can lay hands on others and they can feel what I feel. Come on, when you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got power. Here's what we're going to do tonight. I want everybody... We're not all going to move together. But if you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, but you would say tonight, you know what? I want it. I want the Holy Ghost tonight. I want you to come right, right to this altar, right, right in the center. Come on, I, I, we're doing this on purpose. I want you to be brave and step out. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, but you would say tonight, you know what? I want it. I want the Holy Ghost. Come on, give them a hand as they're coming. Come on, that's it. Come on, don't be nervous. 
Come on, let's keep giving them a hand. God's going to fill. God is going to fill you with the greatest gift that man has ever received. He's going to fill you tonight. More are coming. There's still more coming. This is awesome. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Anybody else? This is so great. Campers, campers, now I want you to come. I want you to find a place here. Don't pray yet. Just stand. I'm going to give some instruction first. While you're coming, I just want you to just begin to talk to the Lord. Come on, let's praise Him. Magnify Him for just a moment. We love you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me say to a camper as you're coming, Scripture says, Know ye not, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? It's so simple, but, but I think tonight we ought, to, we ought to be reminded of who we are and who lives in us. Have you forgotten, young man, dealing with lust and issues? Have you forgotten, young lady, dealing with depression and anxiety and fear and doubt and inadequacy? Have you forgotten who it is that's living in you? Have you forgotten that the most powerful thing that man has ever experienced lives in you right now? That it's in you right now? Have you, for, let me put it this way, have you forgotten that the answer to every one of your problems is already in you? That the answer to every issue you would face in your life, have you forgotten that it's in there? Don't forget. Don't ever forget that when you feel like you're out of options and you feel like there's no hope and no help, the Bible says, he said, I'll put a well in you. He said, it's like a well in you. If you could just step into it and draw from it. He said, it'll be in you springing up into everlasting life. And all of a sudden, you're going through these things, but, but you finally decide, you know what? I'm going to tap into that well. I'm going to tap into the spirit that is within me. And all of a sudden, you begin to draw from the well that's in you. And that problem begins to fade because the God of all heaven and earth is in you. Here's what we're going to do. 
Here's what we're going to do. God's going to move in this altar tonight. I say this confidently. I understand the, the pulse of this room right now. But I tell you, in the Holy Ghost, God is going to move in a powerful way in this altar. Do you believe that? Here's what we're going to do together. I want everybody in this room to lift your hands, close your eyes, and begin to repent. Come on. It's, it's in English, and it's words. Come on. It's a turning in your spirit. It means to turn away. Come on, it means to turn from old habits and old ways. God, tonight we turn. God, I ask you tonight to forgive us. Forgive me, oh God, anything that I have said, anything that I have thought, anything that I have done anything that I have heard things that I don't even realize I've done God pray you would forgive me but I also ask you to change me reveal to me my wrong and help me to change I want to be different come on I need repent there's got to be repentance in this room right now I want to be different God I want to be different. I don't want to be hot and cold. I don't, God, want to, I don't want to go back home and lose what I have here. What I've received here. Tonight I turn. Tonight I change the way I live. The way I move. Come on, young people, just another minute. Just another minute. Come on, let's repent. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. Some of you in this room, forgive me, God, for diminishing what has been placed within me. Forgive me for burying, oh God, the spirit that you have placed within me. Forgive me for burying, oh God, the gift that you have put within me. Oh, all over the room, all over the room, all over the room. Oh, there's repentance here. I feel that. There's repentance here. Come on now, turn that into thanksgiving. Thank Him for His forgiveness. The Bible says that if we will confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Come on, thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for nailing my sin to the cross. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, from your heart, young people, eyes closed, hands lifted. Thank him for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. 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 you to listen to me. They're getting ready to sing right after this. If you need the Holy Ghost, I'd like for you to stand. If you're kneeling, I'd like for you to stand. And I'd like for you to look at me for just a moment. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you're kneeling, I'd like for you to stand. I want you to, I want you to listen to me. God has forgiven you of all of your sins. 
all of your mistakes. He's forgiven you. You are, you are ready to receive His Spirit. Here's what we're going to do in just a moment. They're going to begin to sing and they're going to begin to play. And we're going to lift our hands and close our eyes. And we're going to begin to just praise the Lord. Thank Him for His forgiveness. Thank Him for His love. Thank Him for dying on the cross for you. Let it come from your heart. And when you do, you're going to hear a language in your mind that you don't understand. When you hear that language, the Bible calls it a heavenly language. It's not going to make any sense to you. But you let that language that's in your mind come out of your mouth. And that's the evidence to you and everybody around you that the God that you've been able to feel has now come into your heart to live. He's now come into your life. And now you have become the temple of God. Are you ready? Campers, are you ready tonight to pray? Are you ready to stir up the gift that's in you? Everything that you need, it's already in you. I tell you in the Holy Ghost, everything that you need is already in you. Some of you need to tap into it tonight. Some of you need to draw from that well tonight. What does that mean? That means some of you need to forget about everybody that is around. You need to get lost in prayer. You need to call on God. You need to tell Him what you need. Verbally tell Him what you need and watch what God will do. Right now, everybody in the room, lift your hands, close your eyes. Let's begin to praise Him. Let's begin to praise Him. Hey! Come on, let's praise Him. Come on, you are. You're powerful in God. 